YouTube, good evening and welcome to the live stream. Let me try that again. Ah, it's hard when you're the audio person, when you're the engineer, when you're the live streamer, when you're the broadcaster, when you're the research guy. <laughs> anyway, we're on. Thanks for joining me here on a Wednesday night. And uh, the Sharks have their second win of the season. They play their first defensively themed game of the year and they come out come out on the right side and i think it's i think it's so important to establish that tonight's game was different a lot different in that regard it wasn't it wasn't wide open it wasn't back and forth there wasn't clawing into and back out of this game like we had seen with you know those two in arizona and even the first one the other night against St. Louis and you know they put up four in the second period kind of turned the game around ran away with it Sharks came back into it but I think when you're trying to beat a team like St. Louis the Sharks best way to do it this season is in a low scoring game make it anybody's contest like they did and uh, I just I think they tighten things up that's obviously the title of this video that's the theme of what I, I really want to talk about it's not the sexiest conversation, right? We're not talking about four different goal scorers. And we're not talking about power play goals. We're talking about a Sharks team tonight that didn't give up a whole lot of net front chances, that didn't give up a whole lot of odd man rushes, didn't give up a ton of high danger scoring chances in total. So you shouldn't be too surprised that they came out on the right side. Now, I also want to say there were several chances for this team to get ahead in regulation, to end this game. Uh, in regulation, but also even in the shootout, uh, sorry, in overtime, uh, a goal with, what, 12 seconds left that looked like it went in, looked like Kevin LeBanc scored, uh, but Ryan Donato was out front. And it was an interesting goalie interference call because Donato was parked in the crease. And when Jordan Bennington tried to get back into his position, look, I understand you have to give the goalie the crease to operate. And Donato did not do that, but Donato also did not move into into Bennington. He just didn't move. But I also understand the nature and the spirit of the rule. And and I think Donato did too, because he didn't argue it uh, a whole lot. So there was that chance for San Jose. There was also uh, back-to-back power plays. There was a little bit of a five-on-three time that overlapped there. But uh, when Gunnarsson took the two-minute penalty for slashing, and then right after that, Pareko went into the box, two minutes for holding. This is about uh, midway through the third period. The Sharks were just on the power play for, yeah, almost like four minutes straight. Had had great chances. In fact, because of that, in the third period, they outshot St. Louis 13-4. to Like, that's one of the most dominant, uh, really, Sharks periods that we've seen. And we've seen good starts, don't get me wrong, but 13-4, to um, you know, one-sided in the chances, they just couldn't capitalize there. And I also don't want to forget the beginning of this game. First period, there was no scoring either way, uh, but the Sharks had four minutes and nine seconds of power play time in the first period alone. And so I also want to talk about a rough night penalty-wise for Evander Kane. He came into this game having only taken uh, six total PIMs all season, well, in the three games prior, but he, he put up eight tonight alone, four different penalties, four different times he was in the box. Uh, it, it was rough. And, I, and I look, if this is a continuing trend, then it's something to be discussed. I think a lot of times... You wish it didn't happen. You wish it didn't happen four times, like even two times would have been enough. Didn't cost the team the game, so I think we can be glad about that. And like I said, I, I would doubt it It happens again even in next game. 
Quick second here to check the stream, check the health, make sure, oh, yep, there's some comments, and I do appreciate those. Maybe at the end here I can get to some of those. And I, I forgot to do it again. I'm setting my 10-minute timer. I'm what? Um, already four minutes into this live stream, so it's going to go 14 minutes at least. I got to set that 10-minute timer a lot earlier. And it's the problem is not that I can't go 10 minutes. The problem is that I will go 20 minutes, and I want to make this concise. Um, so again, that's that's the nature of, of tonight's Sharks game and when it was actually refreshing to see defense be the theme and to see good defense be the theme. And the team didn't get frustrated by the fact that uh, they didn't score first. And I got to say, Marcus Sorensen also is another great point here. Uh, I'm glad to see him getting his first goal of the season. I'm glad to see somebody outside of the top six forwards doing the scoring for San Jose. And it was an effort goal. Um, wasn't when I say wasn't the prettiest thing. Now what I'm saying is like a one timer or or some like you know real skillful type goal. It was a willful type goal by Scorenson as he kind of went Bobby Orr there and just had to make the dive to uh, get the puck past Bennington. Uh, he started that play. He finished that play. Uh, I really like to see that from Marcus Sorensen. And look, I know we joked around about it on television. You can't be picky in where and who your goals come from and who your production comes from. But I think one good trend, and it is a good trend for the Sharks to start this season, is that their top six forwards have produced adequately. And that's great. But at some point, you need that next layer and level of players uh, to also contribute, to also be dangerous, to be a factor in the game. Because at some point, and Bob Bugner talked about this in, in his pregame comments, you're going to have this situation where your top forwards, uh, your top line, their their top line, your second line, their second line, they all cancel each other out. So the game is ultimately dictated on, well, what can your you know third and fourth lines do that the other teams can't? I also got to check the GoPro camera here. Are we are we live up there as well? Yes, we are. This is um, this is a little production value. Just trying to just trying to shake things up here a little bit. Show you inside the home studio. Oh, so yeah, did the post game show. Drove home, thought about some of these things, and that's what this is all about. Um, this is not, again, this is not me being the uh, the overall hockey mind here. I'm trying to aggregate some of the best thoughts that we had in our post game show. Things I see on social, put everything together here, and have kind of this last ten minutes here on YouTube Live to recap the game. Um, I didn't, I didn't ultimately see, and I know Eric Carlson has been a conversation. And and by the way, if Kevin LeBanc's goal that was disqualified. If it counted, that was a heck of a play uh, in overtime by Carlson to go behind the cage and feed LeBanc, you know, high slot wide open. Uh, so I don't, again, that would have been a, a the game-winning assist right there by 65, a primary. But I, I didn't see how he finished the game ice time, but he was at 19 minutes and 48 seconds uh, through two periods. So like he and Burns are going to just log a ton of ice time. And I'm telling you, in a way... In a way, you love to see it. You love to see that there's no issues, nothing holding him back. Like, they're not edging anybody. Bugner's not edging anybody into the season. Conditioning should be fine. Um, but I'm just, I'm just here to say, like, with no preseason, with, with no ability to shake the rust off, with no games in the prior 10 months, and now you just go from zero to, and I think, you know what, let me... Give me one second to pull up this stat because I think the number was was plus 30 minutes. And actually, now that I'm realizing it, 
our excellent statistician and graphics operator, Darren Stevens, who is, uh, by the way, Sharks Stats on Twitter. Um, he tweeted this out. And you know what? I saw this before I left the office. Yeah, here we go. Oh, actually, okay. I take it back. It was a stat on Burns. Burnsy logged 3147 of ice time tonight, the most in a game in team history by a defenseman age 35 or greater. So, look, it goes to show you that Bugner is not afraid to roll with his horses 65 and 88 in terms of ice time. And also this, right? If you're the Sharks, you get you get some extra power play time. Those guys are on it. Um, they're going to log a lot more minutes. But, again, it's twofold. I want to see these guys, you know, ramp into the season the right way. I don't want to see them, and I'm not saying overused because it's early, but I want to see them gain confidence and and gain ice time because it feels right, uh, not because well we need this and and we need to we're going to burn you guys out on this every other night schedule. So I'm just I'm keeping an eye on it. Not that it was a big deal tonight. Um, you know, again, certainly the entire team defensively uh, played a, a tighter and a better brand of hockey in, in what they allowed. And Carlson was a part of that. And Brent Burns was a part of that as well, too. Again, just the combination of ice time versus results versus overall picture versus productivity. Those are all just connections um, to keep in mind. And in fact, tonight's game was so defensive minded. Did you did you notice in overtime in three on three how many times even and, and both ways for the Sharks and for St. Louis, there was a zone entry and then a, a, a zone retreat. And, and you have that opportunity in three-on-three. Three. It is a thing of beauty. I've realized that overtime hockey, I mean, the best way to do this in the last couple of years especially is just possess the puck. And don't shoot unless it is the grade-A chance that you are looking for or if you're pretty positive that you can get the puck back. If, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're set up for puck retrieval or if it's the shot that you wanted, go ahead and take it. Fire away. Otherwise, hang on to it. Tire them out. Don't let them change. You dictate the play. Um, and that's kind of what both sides were doing, but it was just amazing because there wasn't even an exchange of real back-and-forth chances in in five-on-five five hockey. And these are two very skilled teams, right? And there is also a comment to be made here on the Blues. I'll, I'll get to that next because I do want to talk about that. Um, but it was interesting tonight that it was such a defensive game that even three-on-three three, when things should open up, uh, that didn't really happen. The St. Louis Blues, a very good team. And, I, and I'm going to say this again. I said this the other night. It's not to disrespect Arizona, who's the only other opponent we've seen so far. I guess it's all going to make even more sense when the Sharks see Minnesota starting on Friday and then Sunday. But, I mean, just looking at the Blues and, um, you know, what they're capable of, maybe even some of the rust that they possess. I mean, they were in the bubble last summer, but they were also eliminated uh, relatively quickly in the first round of the playoff structure but I mean, they are—they are a talented, high ability team. Like I would not be surprised. I think what I'm trying to say is this: a lot of people are, are picking them, predicting them to be among the top three in the West in this newly formatted West when it's all said and done. After watching them tonight and the other night, I wouldn't be surprised. They've got skill. They've got firepower. They're a big team. They've got defense. Jordan Bennington. Um, you know, he had the blunder a couple games ago against the Abs, but. You know, there was also some concern about about St. Louis's penalty kill. That had struggled mightily in their opening series, but it really does seem like they've tightened that up too. And I, I'm not surprised. I know what they're capable of. Their team is not that different uh, from the one that the Sharks saw a couple years ago, from the one that won the Stanley Cup uh, a couple years ago as well too. So, um, 
couple more things here before I get to the uh, the questions and the comments here. I'm looking at uh, two and change until I'm supposed to sign off. Uh, Marcus Sorensen, how about this stat? The Sharks are 22, 4, and 4, but 22 wins when he scores, in games that he scores in his career. What does that say? I, and I don't, I don't know. It's interesting, right? And I, I'm pretty sure there's a similar stat. Is there one on Shimek too? Or maybe it's games that Shimek plays in, which is also an interesting stat. I think that's what it is. The Sharks record is monumentally better and greater when he plays or when Sorensen scores. So there, there are these critical players and it, I don't know, what's the rhyme or reason to it? I don't know. I thought it was interesting to pass along. And again, that stat coming from our great uh, Darren Stevens. Talked about the Sharks maybe on, and last thing here before I get to the questions, um, Sharks in the power play tonight um, look dangerous, just couldn't convert. And that's going to happen because I think, you know, the prior several games, I think they had have they had power play goals in all the games before this. I think so. Um, so, you know, these nights are going to happen. It was good to see them create. It was good to see them get on the power play, right? You're doing something right to be on the power play. And you're doing everything you can when you're creating chances on the man advantage too. So all of that happened. All right, I'm going to take a quick glance here, questions and comments, and see what's being said. Zach Croft, uh, give Jones credit. I can't believe I went this entire time, almost 14 minutes, and I didn't even mention Martin Jones. I thought he, in part of the defensive effort tonight, uh, looked pretty solid. But that's, see, that's this relationship I've been kind of harping on for years now. You're going to ask your goalie to make great stops. You're going to ask them to be the last line of defense. You're going to ask them to bail you out. But if you can minimize like the fire you're going to put on their porch, um, then the result is usually going to go a lot better. And you're not, you know, you're not over asking them on a regular basis, over asking from them. Uh, Johnny Collins, two or fewer. Now, I want to make clear here the reason I didn't start our post game show tonight with that is because the Sharks. We're also two or fewer. So how can you rub that in? How can you say, hey, two or fewer? Uh, we also got two or fewer tonight. You know, it just, um, <laughs> does it work that way? I'm not sure if it if it can work that way. But anyway, uh, you know what? I, I was going to play some sound effects here. Oh, oh, I didn't play that one. That was my that was my 10-minute timer. Uh, but I can give you some, want some hockey ambiance here? Where's the uh, where's the slap shots? There we go. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the volume up on this just a little bit. Hang with me here. Hang with me here while I do some sound effects. I'm just listening to practice. Oh, that wasn't it. It's my favorite thing to do. And then watch it. Here's the best sound effect. Ready? <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting late, and I, I actually need to go eat dinner. That has not happened, by the way, yet. Uh, got home, wanted to make this video, get it out, uh, get it up, and get it done with. So, uh, again, let me let me come back here to the uh, YouTube questions and, and see what else is being said. Uh, so, yeah, Jones, credit, no doubt. Um, so, what do you do now, real quick, what do you do in Minnesota? Dubnik's played, he started one of three. But Dubnik has the Minnesota connection. Do you want to put him back immediately in that situation? Do you want him to play one of two? Do you want to you know, keep Jones rolling? I don't know. I'm not saying there's a bad option here. I'm, I'm interested to see how this, 
how this goes. I'm seeing a lot of two or fewer. <laughs> uh, oh, and you know what? That's a, that's another great point here. Uh, Chris saying Jones was a, a wall on both shootouts. Now, I, I do want to say here, um, in the shootout, let me go over their shooters for a second. Perron went backhand, shot wide. Ryan O'Reilly went backhand, shot wide. Um, Braden Shen's shootout chance, it was like zero originality. He shot it right into Martin Jones's glove, and uh, Jones made a pad save on Jordan Cairo. So uh, he was good. Jones was good. Don't get me wrong. But even in the shootout, it just wasn't great chances from St. Louis, and really Hurdle in a, in a simple forehand move to end it. Um, it just it was such a it was such a simplistic shootout. Um, I liked I I like the consistency in the order that Bugner went Donato and then Couture. Um, Kevin LeBanc a good option. He went forehand glove side. Uh, that that one was just uh, you know uh, played off by Bennington and then Hurdle obviously won it. I, and there's always this thing too. You know we argue about hockey and baseball. Like in baseball you want to bat last. You want to have last at bats. Maybe in hockey, you know, I could see the argument for wanting to go first to score and then put pressure on the opponent, have your goalie live up to that pressure. But like, look at tonight, the Sharks, you know, batted last, like a home baseball team. And because of that, Jones did his thing. Blues weren't really on it. And Hurdle eventually ends it in four rounds. So uh, those are all great things to to see and say. Uh, bro, buddy, you need a haircut. Yes, T-Money, I know. <laughs> and it was fully on display <laughs> tonight in the studio. Here here at home, right, you can't really tell because I wear the headphones and, you know, it kind of cleans it up a little bit. But in the studio, uh, there's no denying what is definitely going to, to need to happen at some point. Uh, Nicholas saying Brody trying to take over Dylan's spot in San Flose. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Hurdle is, has been an MVP. I haven't talked a lot about Hurdle. Thank you, Zach, for also bringing that up. You know, Tomash came into tonight, one of the tied leaders across the NHL in points. He had six in his first three games. Um, not going to get anything for the shootout win, but helped his team earn, you know, the second point that way. And yeah, you know what? Tomash Hurdle coming off a knee injury, coming off of fresh being a dad. I'm sure there's, I, I know there's a lot of things in that young man's mind. And he's not young. He's not that young anymore, is he? I feel like he just came into the league, just just scored four goals the other night. Um, but that's the point is, uh, you know, he's been through some knee injuries before. He's been through he's been through a lot. And to see him come back again, I remember he told me, we should have talked about this on our TV interview. He he told me over over the break and over the summer that he wanted to come back the right way as an inspiration for a lot of people who've been through devastating sport injuries. And this was his second major knee injury. And, uh, you know, to come back and not just get the results, but but look strong. I mean, I'm, I'm just so happy to see Hurdle. I've heard you know, all the comments from Patrick Marlowe and Matt Nieto the other day saying, you know, who has elevated their leadership in recent times. They say 48 has done it. I love to see it. And I also love to see him loving the interviews. You know, there was a time, well, I'm rambling now, gone way past 10 minutes, not terribly long ago, in fact, after that that four-goal game, um, I asked him to do the post-game interview, <laughs> and he, was, he had to be forced into it because his English wasn't there. And he just, obviously, there's no, you know, no shame in that. He just didn't feel completely comfortable. But he did it. 
He's always been a great sport. I, I just love to see him loving the situation and, and thriving in it. Um, anything else here? Keep the flow? I will. I mean, there's there's no choice, really, at this point. And plus, it's hockey season right now. I've kind of always secretly dreamed for this opportunity to have, you know, a little bit of a different look, more of a rugged look than the clean-cut Brazil. So, yeah, this is not uh, this is not going away any, anytime soon. Although I do want to support Sharp Barbershops, uh, Sharp Barbershop in Lafayette specifically. Uh, great haircuts. I can't wait to be cleaned up. This This is getting annoying, especially at night when I sleep. Uh, Sergio watching from Mexico. Sergio Salinas. I, I appreciate that. Happy to do the live streams. Uh, Meyer and Hurdle look like they have more to prove than their great seasons in the past couple. Uh, let me just say this. There was a power move that Timo made tonight, and I thought he was going to score on it. It just had the acceleration. I, I want more of that. Um, and Timo's had a couple big nights so far. Had a three-point uh, game a while back, and and there's no doubt that you know he'll get on a scoring, uh, you know, a little bit of a scoring run, but... Uh, the other guy I want to mention here, actually, is John Leonard. I thought he he hit a post tonight, almost got that first NHL goal. I think that's coming sooner than later. Um, and again, just to have you know some new players like that, and now Donato was starting on the top line with Logan. I mean, there's there's a lot of upside about these Sharks. Don't get me wrong; they need to continue taking steps forward. Um, but I thought tonight, in a defensive way, was a step forward for what they're trying to do. It's not the game that's going to catch your eye. It's not the game that you're going to go, oh, wow, did you see that? But it was an important game, the way they played and the way they won. All right, uh, Chase saying he loves the coverage. Thanks for the hard work. No, man, Chase, I I appreciate you and everybody else uh, who's here right now watching this live stream. So that is going to do it. Let me try this, and let me try and be clean with this one more time. There we go. Well, it's a little bit loud right now. So I'm just going to turn the volume down. Sorry. It's I got to get this to be a little bit more intuitive. I got to get I got to get like one button push to do everything for me. I'm working on that. See, I mean, look at this. Look at all these controls. There's a lot going on here. And by the way, at some point, um, I think I'm going to eventually explain what I do here with these these game logs, I know you can't really see that right now because the camera just resolution isn't there, but um, eventually I'll explain here how I track power plays, shots by periods, scoring by periods, all that different stuff. So we'll do that eventually. But as of right now, the Sharks are two and two, four points on the season. I'm signing off for tonight. Have a good evening. Boom. There you go. <laughs>